Hey, good morning and welcome to another episode of Breakaway from the Rat Race. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Amanda Holbrook. Amanda is a very experienced, self-directed IRA specialist. She has years and years of experience in self-directed IRA and in real estate at the same time. So today we're going to talk about kind of how does that, how do we combine our retirement account and invest in real estate with our retirement account? Hopefully, I'm sure we're going to learn a lot about it because this, this thing is a black box. Even for me, I've, uh, I've done some investment in self-directed IRA, and I can tell you that there's a lot to uncover. Amanda is going to make it super simple, even though there's a ton of details in that. Uh, so Amanda, welcome. Thank you, Eric. Oh, I appreciate that flattering um, intro there. <laughs> I and always do. Not to, I'm not going to age myself, but yes, I have been doing this a long time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Self-directed IRAs are a niche, that is for sure. Um, but yes, you, you explained it great. It's, a, it's you know, kind of like a black box, I would say Pandora's box of tools that many people don't um, know about whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for those of you that are listening, and I've been doing this over 13 years, uh, six years of that in, in the, the, the turnkey world. So when Eric and I met, it was just like, ah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a great, definitely a great synergy, I think, to have that. And every time I talk to you, Amanda, I'm discovering a new new side of self-directed IRA that I didn't know about and the complexity. Um, so, but just kind of like what we do with uh, with Martel Turnkey, you also make it super simple also to work with, uh, with your company and you really walk your clients through a self-directed IRA and, uh, and leverage that to invest in real estate. Absolutely. It's, keep it simple. I mean, yes, it is yeah. the rough code that determines this, but it's specialized, hence our name, specialized trust company, you know, mm -hmm. but keep it simple. You decide yeah. the deposit you direct for 3D, yeah. very simple, one, two, three. And yeah, yeah. so that's how we like to keep it because this is a tool that everyone can use, not just yeah. accredited investors. Yeah, you have your everyday, you know, mom and pop diversifying into real estate. And these are the tools that they're using are, are mm -hmm. self-directed, but the number one thing and that I hear on whether we're in a conversation or on a podcast or it's at an event, it's, you know, why do not I hear about this 10, 15, 20 years ago? Exactly. Why did anyone tell me it's like the best kept secret? Shh. You know, and it, it's, it's been around since the seventies, you know, it's nothing that's brand new or just, you know, came out in the past five years or the last crash. It's been around a long time. Yeah, but most just don't hear about it because they're over here in the, you know, what I'll call the conventional world. You know, you, you get a job, you get a 401k, you pick something off a screen or what someone tells you to pick and you buy hope and hold and pray it's there at the end of the day, you know, and they don't offer, you know, self-directed IRAs, 401ks and all that that we do because, you know, I mean, to break it simple, the number one reason is they don't profit from it. Okay, there. I said it. I said it. <laughs> the world goes around. Okay, don't hate me if you're in the financial world. 
Yeah, Wall Street is a, has a big marketing machine. I mean, they are interested uh, in, you know, having their funds invested in the stock market, obviously. And this is why a lot of these custodians of uh, retirement accounts are actually kind of really looking to invest only in in the stock market. That's basically their, uh, their strategy here. Our goal uh, on the show is really to help people achieve financial freedom and build a passive income portfolio. Uh, once you get started, I mean, it's, you know, you can buy on your own some, um, some properties, some turnkey rental properties, and then you want to uh, basically, you know, generate some net, net cash flow, positive net cash flow with that. And this is great. But in order to do this, you need some money. And uh, some people have money in their bank accounts, but a lot of people uh, have money in their uh, retirement account, a 401k, a SEP, and all of that. And then they don't realize that they can actually leverage that money to invest in real estate. So kind of combining, combining that goal of investing in real estate and achieving financial freedom uh, with, uh, with retirement, with uh, real estate. Yeah, yeah, that is very well said. And it's always, you know, kind of show me the money, right? You need, mm -hmm. you know, I would, I would take it back to a game we all played growing up was Monopoly. You know, you need cash to get those properties, right? I wanted to be on boardwalk with a parkway. Same thing, but in real life, you need to source, you know, source your funds. And most just think of, hey, if I have cash in the bank or I don't, you know, they don't really look at, the whole picture and that's i think one of the value adds that we bring to the clients that we work with is you know and i know your team's great at this eric is you look mm -hmm. at the whole picture you mm -hmm. know you're not just looking at cash in the bank you're looking at HELOCs, home equity lines of credit HELOCs, um things of that nature and 401ks iras now i'm gonna throw out a statistic okay because most think like oh i'd have to have a ton of money in a retirement account to be able to do this amanda like i'm gonna you know, I'm running my, you know, getting ready for my 10K marathon, listen to this podcast, you know, I'm only 20 something and I don't have enough money in here. Like, yes, you do. Listen, the average 35 year old has changed jobs at least three times. That means you have old employers 401ks out there. Um, if you're in the military, you have something called a TFP, a thrift savings plan. Um, if you're in the medical field or education, you have 403Bs. Um, if you're if you work for a city or government entity, 457s. These are all things. If you made transitions in your life, as we all do, as we grow, you know you can control these funds and how they're invested. You're the boss. You're in the driver's seat. And I think that's the number one thing that you know, most just don't realize. It's like the qualifying question isn't there. It's like, mm -hmm. well, how are you looking to buy, cash or finance? Yeah, I was like, well, you gotta ask that IRA question too. And because at the end of the day, those are your resources, those are your funds. And if you're not in control, you know, no one's looking out for you more than you. And I mean, that's just the society that we live in, you know? So, and one thing I always like to say, and you know, you can comment on this too, is, you know, you can't be passive about your passive investments. You know, if you just think it's going to be there at the end of the day for, from blind faith, you know, it's not. I mean, you know, that's a wake up call. And that was a knock. So you can't see me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a very loud knock, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Um, yeah, because the other side of the population, right? 
you have majority of America is comprised of the boomers, you know, who are either about to retire or have retired, right? And to retire, you know, or if your goal is retire or get out of that W-2 job or create that cash flow, you that cash flow, whatever the source, it needs to be consistent and predictable, right? You know, so consistent and predictability is one thing, but you also need to hedge inflation. That's, you know, here's my nerdiness coming out now, but a dollar today isn't a dollar tomorrow. You know, you have to be growing more than inflation to be profitable, you know, and here's my, am I allowed to share my pet peeve? Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad, I hope. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. I'll keep it PC listeners. I, I, I promise. I promise. We are, we are real estate professionals. Um, <laughs> we are, we are financing professionals. Um, so one of my pet peeves I hear a lot from my boomers is, you know, Hey, I'm getting ready for retirement. Or I've had the wake up call of, Oh my gosh, I'm over 50. Now I need to do something. And they're like, yeah, I keep hearing about these annuities, annuities, annuities. Oh boy. That's like a bad, it's, you know, it's like the bad word. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll simplify and I'm going to ask you your definition because you have a finance background too. You know, an annuity, it gives you the sell, okay, is the consistent predictable income, okay, but it does not hedge inflation. So if it doesn't hedge inflation, now listen to this, you are just consistently and predictably going broke slowly. That is what it does. And I had one of my kids was sick, so I had daytime television on and guess what I kept hearing during that daytime television was, and even on kids, I think I had a lot like PBS was annuities. You know, they're still pushing annuities and it's like, you know, who's watching daytime television, you know? So think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Annuity. I mean, yeah, this is also one of my uh, big concern. A lot of people are, you know, are still considering annuity uh, as a way to, uh, to build a passive income, right? A, a stream of income. And, you know, it will, it will do that. And you can actually somewhat adjust it with inflation as well. You have to do a rider uh, with them and they're gonna adjust it with the CPI, but then your payout is gonna drop down. Um, so the typical payout for somebody that is around the age of retirement and stuff like that, it would be four. So if you put a hundred thousand dollars up there, you're going to get about 40, uh, it's about a 4%, 4% payout that you're going to get. This is nothing. Uh, so a million dollars, you're going to get like $40,000 a year in payout. If you want to have the, uh, if you want to have inflation protection, maybe it's going to drop down to $32,000 a year. Um, you know, it all depends on your age and all of that. This is really not that much uh, for that kind of money that you're putting in place. Uh, my other uh, issues with the annuity is that the amount of money that you're giving is a million dollars, let's say, to the, uh, to the life insurance company, assuming it's a reputable insurance company. It's gone. This is a premium that you're paying the, uh, to convert that amount into a stream of income based on your life. If you die a few months later uh, and the, your partner dies and then, you know, that money is gone. It belongs to the life insurance company. It doesn't belong to you anymore. You paid the premium and this is how, you know, how they make money. Uh, 
So that's my other thing too, with the, the number one goal is achieving financial freedom. But my, uh, my other goal, my very, uh, it's kind of at the same level too, is uh, legacy, leaving a legacy for my children. Um, so that annuity basically kind of like throws everything away. All my savings, I'm giving it to a total stranger and then say, <laughs> okay, you just pay me until I die. And so, yeah, I'll do that. And um, so that's, that's what I don't like about it. When we talk about real estate, we have a better payout uh, in terms of uh, we probably get around the, you know 10% uh, cash on cash return. Uh, you know, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. But so on a million dollars, you would get you know a hundred thousand uh, dollars a year in payout. So significantly higher, and you have all the the benefits associated with that, and you still have the assets and appreciates you can pass it on to your children, all of that. So yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I rambled on a little bit that, but that's also annuity is one of my, my pet peeve as well. So yeah, yeah I was gonna say, we, we share we share a soft spot there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's why I kept going. It's oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> There's so well, many much more those, things that are wrong with it. Yeah, it's just one of those that I hear a lot too. Yeah. And you know, we're a passive custodian, you know, so we don't recommend or endorse any significant investments as possible. We're not attorneys and SCPAs. Like that yeah. is all we do. You know, but I educate so much about the vehicle. And that's just one of those that I get brought to the table all the time. And it's like, to your point, real estate is such an easy plug and play because not only does it give you consistent, predictable income as far as cash flow, you know, but it appreciates over time. It's a tangible investment. Mm -hmm. So your principal is never going down and it's insured. So heaven forbid something were to happen, natural disaster guess where the insurance money goes when you're investing within a self-directed account? It goes right back to the self-directed account and it's tax sheltered, you know? So you talk about a safety net and legacy planning. I'm so glad you picked up on that because it's, uh, that's one of my big ones. You know, you have beneficiaries on all self-directed accounts, you know? So I always joke and I say like only the two D's apply with self-directions, death and divorce. I mean, you know, yep. you could don't go commit a crime. You could go commit a crime, you know, or you could have bankruptcy and your IRA funds and your portfolio is protected. You know, so those that went through the last crash, you know, those that had some of their portfolio that was self-directed, they were protected. Even if they had to, you know, go through foreclosures or bankruptcies and things of that nature. You know, so there's so many just tertiary benefits to having a self-directed vehicle. But the one I want to just really hit home for our call today is diversify and you have to diversify. I mean, we've been, we've seen a market that I don't know that we'll see again in our lifetimes as of recent. I mean, these, I can throw some stats at you guys. It's like $72 trillion are out there in retirement accounts. Like 8.6 billion of that is our IRAs, which means they could be self-directed today. You know, it's not, oh, is this with my current employer or not? You know, and if it is, by the way, you ask about an in-service rollover, that's a little secret tip, um, you know, but the point is you can diversify while you're high, right? What do they tell you in the stock market? Same stuff in real estate, buy low, sell high, right? You know, so if you don't want to be holding the shoulda, woulda, coulda bag when things do correct, which they will, it's always a cycle. History does repeat itself. Happened, happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know. <laughs> If you don't believe me, read a book, Good. insert title here. Um, Good timing. You know, <laughs> you know, it does happen. 
So if you don't want to have that bit of regret, you know, everyone always asks, you know, how do you time the market? You know, when do you buy? You know, it's diversify some of it now. You know, you can't look in a rearview mirror and sing your shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's the action steps you take today. You know, so I'm never going to sit there and say, put all of your eggs in one basket, you know, but you should be diversifying. And this is the way I put it. Maybe it's a little bit of analogy to how you build a house. You build your house on a solid foundation that is going to be unwavering, that is recession proof. You know, that if you did take an unnecessary risk and it didn't quite pan out, you're okay. Like you're covered, you know, and that's, I think the big, big one. And you guys have had, you know, we had the opportunity to share some success stories of mutual clients. And, you know, I think it was the same, you know, the same outcome that we both had over the years is, you know, we were able to help folks retire or, you know, allow that wife to stay home and raise her kids because they had additional income streams through real estate. And, you know, I've helped clients retire to where they were just depleting their, they were drawing it down. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, the sad part of it, I'm like, well, if, you know, if you're planning on, you've got nine years, you like, you know, you're going to die in nine years, this works. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, unless you know that day, (laughs) you know, you have to plan. And that's, yeah, I think one of the, one of the big things, but uh, that's getting morbid. So we're going to back up and talk about the fun stuff again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I, hopefully by this time, people realize that, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people that are listening anyway, they really, uh, they are already focused on real estate or achieving financial freedom. I mean, that's, that's the idea here, but uh, let's be a little bit more pragmatic uh, and, and talk about, uh, some somebody that I mean, we have some clients that they've reached their maximum number of houses that they can buy because of Fannie Mae's, you know, the 10 houses, 10 mortgages and stuff like that. And they're in a situation now where there's a, okay, what do I do now? And well, I can go into different kind of loans, I can go and buy cash. And then we had uh, my team had some conversation with people, I said, Hey, did you know, you can use your, uh, your retirement accounts, like your 401k and stuff like that. And they didn't know about that. And uh, so that's why we started initiating a conversation with uh, with you, Amanda, and kind of like unlock all that money that they have uh, into their their 401ks and stuff like that and see how they can leverage that. Uh, So that's only one scenario. And then you have other people too that, you know, they just they at the point now where they, you know, they're boomers or Gen Xers, and they're really thinking about about retiring and how do I convert all my money that I have in my stock market in my 401k? How do I make that into a stream of income? And so start thinking about that now and um, and then see and invest in something that is already going to start generating uh, some passive income so that it is it is becoming it will become predictable when you get to retirement. Um, so I think that that's something that's very important. So now, we have some people that are interested in, so they have their 401k money. They sold on the idea of, yeah, I want to invest in real estate. I want to invest in turnkey rentals or something like that. Amanda, how do, how do I do that? How do I take my 401k money, my SCP money and all of that? And how do I invest in real estate? Yeah. So that is, you know, that's my ninja skill right here. (laughs) So, um, 
it's literally, you know, I'm sure if we're all in real estate, we're all familiar with DocuSign. It's DocuSign away. So for those of you that can see me, I'm going to try my Vanna skills. Here we are. <laughs> There's my contact info. But no, it's give me a call and I'll do the work for you. Mm -hmm. right? That's exactly it. It's, it's an application and a form statement and ID. That's like as laborious as it gets, mm -hmm. you know. All of it's done electronically, usually within two weeks of getting all of that back from you. Your funds are here and they're ready to go. Mm. You know, it is that simple. Decide, deposit, direct. You know, that's that's exactly it. So I think for most that have never moved their accounts around or the pressure of self, and I'm using my air quotes, self-directing, <laughs> you know, it's like, ooh, I don't know where to start. You know, it's just ask. And, and we make it simple. We make it simple. It's not expensive to do either. You know, you're looking at typically 1% or less. You know, just give you a kind of a rule of thumb. So mm -hmm. it's much, much cheaper. And I'm not going to go into like how much you actually pay for those counts that are loaded in mutual funds and things of that nature. But self-direction is very cost efficient. If you're self-employed, you get some tax credit for small business plans. I mean, so there really is no objection um, on the other end, it's just a matter. It's a conduit. It's a vehicle, right? Yeah. That's like someone saying, Hey, I'm not a mortgage lender, but if I'm not a mortgage lender, you know, but why would I do financing? Why wouldn't you do financing? You know? <laughs> OPM other people's money, right? We say OPI around here, other people's IRAs. You know? <laughs> <But> <laughs> it is very, 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 yeah. very simple, um, simple to do. And, yeah. and to your I think point, the, I think part of the issue is that a lot of people they've never created their 401k really. I mean, their employer created their 401k, and then they just okay, it's it's done. And then they, like you said, I mean, they just pick, oh, do I want to invest in this mutual fund or this mutual fund or this mutual fund, you know? So that was kind of like the extent to which they uh, they did that. But basically, in order to uh, to invest in uh, with your retirement account, you basically have to create a special kind of account that with a special kind of trust company, like specialized, and then they're the custodian that allows that they allow as part of their charter, they're able to help you with uh, real estate investment out of your retirement account, you basically transfer your funds into that account, and then you can start investing out of that. And, you know, going back to kind of equating, you know, investing in property that's outside of your backyard in your retirement account, just think of your retirement account as a separate operating account. That's all. Mm -hmm. And instead of your personal name, you know, instead of Eric Martell, it'll be Specialized Trust Company Custodian, FBO, Eric Martell's IRA. That's the only part of the process we're really changing. Yeah, but instead of picking that mutual fund off your screen, I mean, I've seen your team go through their process. I mean, you essentially narrow your price point in your market and you pick the property that makes the most sense for you. It's the same, it's the same thing. And it's, I've seen the mental hurdle over the years, but if you're already seasoned in real estate, like what is the difference of picking a, um, say a rental property in Cleveland or Memphis versus a you know a company that's not headquartered in your backyard you have no affiliation or you know relationship with the ceos that sit around that boardroom table there's so breaking down that kind of old adage mindset um you know i think has become easier over the years i'll let you speak to that but in my in my conversations 
over the past, you know, I would say 10, 12 years that that has become more, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the uh, so this is kind of like getting the entrepreneur mindset. I mean, I think a lot of people, yeah, they used to, like you mentioned, like they used to invest in the stock, and they felt safe that they had a professional person, a professional CEO manage their money. And then as they gain more experience, they realize that the CEO doesn't know any more than they do. Uh, so <laughs> some of them, some of them do, but some of them don't. And then you say, okay, well, and then you realize that the stock market is also it's affected by all kinds of different things. And uh, I mean, that's what happened to me in 2000 when the stock market crashed. I, that's, I said, okay, well, at that point, I want to be in control of my money. And uh, so that, that's why I started investing in, in my own business, in my, and we tried all kinds of different businesses and eventually went back and invested in real estate. But I'm in control. I know what's going on. If things don't go as planned, I take action to, uh, to correct uh, what's wrong or adapt or pivot or whatever needs to be done in order to, um, to continue you know, continue to grow or continue to have, you know, passive income or whatever it is, but at least you're in control. So you know what's going on and you can take action. Yep. So I think that's, that's very important. And I think, yeah, I think there's, there's more of an openness, I think to that less and less people, uh, re, uh, less and less people realize, uh, I should say maybe more and more people realize that this is the thing that they have to do. They have to take action. They have to take control and, you know, one of the easiest thing to invest in is, especially if you have a full-time job, is a turnkey rentals because you don't have time to uh, to research the market. You don't have time to uh, handle contractors and all of that. You know, eventually you can do all that if you if you're interested in. But uh, in that, but at the beginning, you have a full-time job. Just build your turnkey rental portfolio, and uh, and you know, and use your retirement account in order to do that. Your cash, your HELOC, whatever you need in order to build that passive income portfolio, then you can focus on other things. So, and it's really, I mean, just, I just want to add one, one point here because it is no different uh, when you start looking at this and you, you, you build an LLC to, to handle your portfolio. Having a self-directed IRA is really creating just another little, a different type of entity that is tax deferred that you put money in and that's going to own your your um, your real estate. Mm -hmm. So this is no different than creating an LLC. Well, it's a little bit different, but it's, it's like creating an LLC. Creating an LLC is creating an entity. Creating a self-directed IRA is creating a separate type of entity, a different type of entity that can also own real estate. Yep. So everything that, um, yeah. So I'll let you speak to that, kind of like that entity, what it can do, can't do, and kind of like any kind of differences that you see there. Yeah, you know, and it's a, the way that you look at it, it's a good way to put it. It's almost, it's like a separate operating account. You know, it's a different pool. You'll always hear me say bucket, even though it's not a professional term. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's where, where you're pulling from. You know, it's just where you source funds. And to your point, if 2020 taught us anything, you know, it's you need to have additional, like multiple revenue streams. You know, if your household is replying, it's just not replying. Let's try that again. <laughs> Relying <laughs> on just one income <laughs> source. Yeah. You know, that's that is not a recipe for success because you are not insula insulated. I mean, look at some of the restaurant owners and 
you know, just look around your town at some of the small shops that had to shut down, you know, because of COVID. So if that tells you anything, that should be a motivator, you know, to get multiple income streams going. But I like the way that you put it because I put it the same way. It's almost like it's just a separate operating account, almost like an entity um, that you can use. And you have to utilize, like you're in control of that. It doesn't just happen overnight. You know, so one thing I want to list here is, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, wow, I'm not exactly sure what I have that could, you know, even be self-directed, you know, because there's a couple in here that one wouldn't think of. I mean, specialized trust company, and you can see my, you know, it's a whole book at IRASTC.com. So yes, IRAs work, traditional and Roth, tax-free profits, um, also SEP and SIMPLES. You know, if you have a high deductible health plan, which most of us entrepreneurs do, you have an HSA, a health savings account. You can self-direct that. You know, um, many of you have children or even grandchildren. You can do a Coverdell educational savings account. And I'm very big on at financial literacy for the youth. Um, if you have kids, at Roth IRA is the most powerful, powerful tool there is for a child. If you're self-employed or a solopreneur, even if you're in W-2 world still and you're working, um, you know, you have a side entity or, and I'm using my air quotes again, side hustle, you know, you can have a solo 401k even in addition to your W-2 jobs 401k and self-direct the funds over here. You know, that is a big, 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 big one. So if you, if you have any of those or, um, 403Bs, TSPs, um, 457s, deferred comps. Um, these are all types of plans that you're eligible to move. Um, now, how many, Eric, let me ask you this. You get this question a lot because I know we do. You know, hey, I have my current employer's 401k. What can I do with that? Do you guys get that one a lot? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just for those of you listening, this is a question I get a ton, especially at events. You know, if you have a current employer's 401k, typically it's one of two things, guys. You're either 59 and a half or you left the job. <laughs> if those two things happen, one of two, you can move that money wherever you want. Um, but I'm going to give you a big but here if you are currently there and you don't have a qualifying event. Email your HR or benefits director and ask them, does our plan allow for an in-service rollover? I'll repeat, that term is an in-service rollover. Um, many plans do. So if they say yes, thumbs up, baby, you can do, you can self-direct those funds. Um, it's usually a percentage of your vested balance. Mm, you know, yeah. if they say no, well, you say why and show me in writing, it's in your plan adoption agreement. Um, <laughs> you know, but, you know, if that is not the case, um, you know, a follow-up question would be, does our plan allow for a loan? You know, majority of 401k, plate 401k plans allow for um, a 50,000 or 50% loan, whichever's first, yeah. you know, and our self-directed plans allow for that too, a self-directed 401k, you know, so I live in retirement world. So it's like delayed gratification all day long. <laughs> That's the one instant gratification tool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so don't take my joy there. <laughs> so if you're looking to, and I get this question a lot, Hey, Amanda, I need to you know, this retirement stuff's great, but I need some additional cash flow today. I, I bet you any money there is a way that we can set that up for you. So you do have that. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, majority just stop at no and take it. And it's like, no, there's, there's a creative way. It's just finding the right, you know, right teams to ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Amanda. So the, uh, I have a couple of quick questions, I think. I think we're going to have to, because I'm looking at the time and I'm saying, oh, well, I have so much more I want to talk about. And, uh, but some quick question. Can I, can I, because one of the things that we want to do with our real estate investment to maximize returns is, yeah, you can always buy property cash, but is it possible to leverage, to use leverage in order to buy real estate out of my self-directed IRA? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, so leveraging is one of my personal favorites. Um, it is a tool that allows you to get to your goal in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, so if someone is leveraging with a retirement account, um, I typically want them to do it in a 401k. And there's a big tax reason why. And we can follow up because we're tight on time on that reason later. But yeah, yeah IRS lets us do this. It has to be a non-recourse loan. You know, so if you're sitting there in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you know, you have a hundred thousand dollars in cash, you know, do you want buy one property outright or two leveraged? What's gonna put you in a better financial position at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. I mean. My, my four-year-old knows this math. <laughs> <laughs> what about, can I do, can I partner with, uh, on a real estate deal with my, uh, with somebody else, with my self-directed IRA? Sure can. And there's no disqualified individuals when it comes to partnering. Because partnering is, there's no commingling of funds. So just mm -hmm. like if you and I partnered on a deal, you know, I know you're very nice, but you're not going to let me keep all those <laughs> profits, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> You have to you share, ask. Amanda. Don't, don't ask. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> um, so if you partner, you can partner with anyone, you know, so if we wrote a deal up 50-50, 50% goes to my IRA, 50% goes to your IRA. That works. Um, this also works to my previous statement. How can I have my cake and eat it too, Amanda? Well, let me show you how. And you don't get fat from this cake. You get profitable. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can partner your LLC or your personal funds with your IRA, you know, so that half's go into your pocket, half's go in the IRA. Um, I see this a lot with couples, you know, yeah. husband and wives. Um, actually, I do this personally, and I know we're not talking about me, but um, with my kids, you know, I, I get oh. their accounts partnered and beefed up. You know, they're they're not large and in charge yet, but you know, if mama's big 401k keeps giving them a percentage of those double digit profits, guess what? You know, yeah. by the time, you know, a couple more years here, they will be on their own two feet. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. So, uh, and yeah, and I, they're using their, uh, what is it, their education fund for that? Or is that how they, uh, they investing in the, in the deal? Uh, or no, this is too much detail. Maybe it's too personal, yeah. maybe. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so okay so that this is a, this is great too that yeah people don't realize that so well yeah i only have this much money into my my uh, self-directed ira 401k and i have some money here but you know people don't realize no you can combine those to buy to buy that you can leverage you can do all kinds of things it's a lot more flexible than people think um so now you have, let's say you bought your turnkey rentals uh, from us or from another vendor, and then you um, you end up that at the end of the month, if you bought it from us, you're going to get a cash a check from from your uh, property management company for the net cash flow. And then where does that money go? Does that go into my account or does that go into 
the, the self-directed IRA account? That's a great question. So the property management company is going to send that, that check directly here to Specialized to be deposited right in your account. You know, so if you, you know, log into your account and you can see that here's your account, here's your property, you see a house in there, and then you're going to be seeing cash stacking up month after month after month. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what your ledger will look like. Yeah. So yeah, so people have to realize that this is kind of like a separate entity in a way. And then this, it's also tax deferred. So all the profits have to go there, as well as the expenses. What happened to expenses? I have an unexpected, uh, you know, water heater that needs to be replaced. Can I just write a check here? Or does it have to come from the self-directed IRA? Yeah, that's a great question. It has to come from the IRA. Remember, it's Anything that comes from the bubble or to back to the bubble, and the bubble's the IRA. That's how you keep it tax sheltered, you know. So I always joke with real estate because um, you hear some of those gimmicks out there, and I know you guys don't do this. So <laughs> I'm going to poke some fun. You're only guarantees with real estate. Oh, you're yeah. going <laughs> to have maintenance and vacancy, the property, and you're going to yeah. have tax and insurance. Okay. When your cash flow numbers work at the end of the day, yeah, it's like thumbs up. Um, but yes, so, and how that's done, we handle that for you. It's literally done via email. You boss us around, you say, hey, specialize, pay for that water heater. All right, great. We're going to send out a check to call the plumber, make it happen. All right. Well, that's, that sounds very good. Uh, anything else that you think that uh, people like people and like last little nugget that uh, you think people uh, should, uh, should be aware of uh, with respect to the self-directed IRA? So I'm a, I might squeeze in a nugget and a half. Okay. okay good, good. So, okay. Number one, if you don't have a Roth IRA or you don't have any tax-free funds in your portfolio, that is something you need to start now. As if I ask you, would you rather live in a taxable or tax-free environment? Which would you choose? Tax-free. Tax-free. Okay. Well, you can't do that unless you have a tax-free account. Sorry, <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> um, no one's going to do that for you. That is one you have to do. It is better if you start it sooner than later. Um, I can show you some pretty creative strategies on how to get funds to that. And the number one thing, and I still hear this all the time, everyone can have a Roth, no matter how much money you make. There's something called a backdoor Roth. So that's one nugget. Mm -hmm. um, number two, just pick up the phone and ask. You know, yeah. I know there's a lot of listeners out there like, oh, I'm not sure if this, da, 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 da. and I am more than gracious with my time. And for everyone listening, I will include a link directly to my calendar. Hop on a call and just ask, mm -hmm. hey, hey, this is my scenario. Does this make sense to me, for me? And I'm going to tell you straight, uh, that's one of my, you know, my own personal core values is, you know, I'm blunt, like it or not, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, if it makes sense or it doesn't. You know, if it doesn't make sense, I'll show you an action plan of where in your journey, like you can probably plug and play it, you know, but for most that are already real estate, you know, investors, and you've taken that control, um, you know, this is, this is a vehicle that you need to have because there's only four pillars. And Eric, I know you've heard this before. How do you earn it? How do you keep it? How do you grow it? How do you protect it? Um, I'm team keep it. And I show you the vehicles. I can show you some strategies on how to grow it. Yeah. You know, 
and this man has the other answers on how to grow it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for those two things. Also, I want to say that, you know, with Martel Turnkey, uh, I mean, we, we work with the best in the industry and we, we try to find the best in the industry. And I think that uh, Amanda, I think, has demonstrated again that uh, she's extremely knowledgeable. So if you have any questions and you want to uh, some answers around the self-directed IRA, can I do this? She just mentioned a couple of self-direct uh, of accounts, retirement accounts that could be converted into self-directed IRA. The list is a lot longer uh, than what she <laughs> she led it to be. She's going to simplify a lot of the process that uh, processes that uh, we have discussed, make it super easy for you to uh, convert just about any retirement account into a self-directed IRA so that you can invest in real estate and achieve financial freedom. Amanda, thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. You're making me blush. I appreciate it. And I'm honored yep. and bless you all for taking the time and taking the initiative to, you know, continue your financial freedom journey. I'm looking yep. to be able to the team. Thank you. And we're going to put, obviously you have your contact information here on your background, but we're also going to include that in the show notes, as well as the link that you mentioned to schedule the appointment. Fantastic. All right. Thank take you. care. Thank you for listening to Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martell. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.